0: Shortcuts make long delays, argued Pip. The country is rough around here, and there are bogs and all kinds of difficulties down in the marsh. I know the land in these parts, and if you are worrying about black riders, I can't see that it is any worse meeting them on a road than in a wood or a field. A with a mushrooms. A shortcut to mushrooms and Mellon and welcome back to interesting Tales from Tolkien, a podmoot. I'm Mel and I'm Kristen. And this week we are reading the Fellowship of the Ring: A Shortcut to Mushrooms.
1: So hey Mel, take 30 seconds and catch our audience up on what's happened so far.
0: So we're reintroduced to Bilbo Baggins and it's been 60 years since his grand adventure in the Hobbit. He threw a rad party and at the end he just vanished, leaving his nephew Frodo with his will and his ring. We've discovered that the ring has magical properties and belonged to this really bad guy called Sauron. So now Frodo has to leave the Shire and destroy the ring. He's traveling to his new home in the East Farthing with Sam and Pippin. They've met some elves and the elves were really nice to them and told them to run away from the Black Riders because they're really, really bad dudes.
1: Well done.
0: But Kristen, you now need to update our listeners in 30 seconds what happened this week. Go.
1: Frodo, Pippin and Sam wake up where the elves let them go to sleep. They eat breakfast and they set off continuing towards Buckland. They are trying to avoid contact with the Black Riders, so they stay in hiding as long as they can, get themselves a little bit lost, and then end up on the mushroom farm of Farmer Maggot, who once caught Frodo trying to steal. Maggot gives them supper and a ride to the ferry, and they run into Mary. Nice. Good work, Kristen. So we don't have
0: met too many new characters this week. We have farmer maggot who is a trauma from frodo's childhood his wife mrs maggot and their three dogs grip fang and wolf
1: i see you jk Rowling, and your dog named fang
0: <laughs> thought you might say that
1: i'm gonna keep throwing her under the bus
0: <laughs> Kristen, shall we discuss this week's chapter
1: we didn't meet radagast i'm so sad
0: No, we didn't.
1: Instead, we met Farmer Maggot. He was kind of cool. He was super cool. But before that, we wake up in the ultimate glamping situation. I mean, hammocks hung from trees, bowers made in the deep, soft, fragrant grass, and elvish breakfast. I want that Airbnb.
0: I know. Me too. (laughs) And apparently the food is so good that Pippin didn't want to leave any for Frodo, but Sam insisted. Rude. Okay,
1: I just have to ask. I am really annoyed with Pippin from last chapter, and I'm even more annoyed with him now. Is that going to continue? Is he going to be like that annoying friend that keeps hanging around and everybody tolerates like Peter Pettigrew? Maybe not deceptive like Peter Pettigrew, but
0: I just want to slap him. You're going to have to read and find out, aren't you, Kristen? But hey, if Frodo gets his way, we're not going to have Pippin for much longer, because as he's sitting there eating his breakfast, he thinks about the fact that it's one thing to ask his young friends to walk through the Shire until they are hungry and weary and food and bed are sweet, but to take them into exile where hunger and weariness may have no cure is quite another. But then he thinks about Sam and decides Sam can still come.
1: And it turns out that the elves had a conversation with Sam as well last night and basically told him, do not leave Frodo. And Sam has no intention of leaving Frodo, even if one of them dies.
0: I really like what Sam said to the elves. Leave him, I said. I never mean to. I am going with him if he climbs to the moon, and if any of those black riders try to stop him, they'll have Sam Gamgee to reckon with.
1: So that is an ultimate David and Goliath situation.
0: (laughs) You just see little Sam running out there, put him up! (laughs) And Frodo asks what Sam thinks now that he's had a closer view of elves. And... Sam goes, they seem a bit above my likes and dislikes to speak. It don't seem to matter what I think about them. They are quite different from what I expected. So old and young and so gay and sad as it were.
1: And he also shares that he realizes that initially the journey for him was about going to meet some elves, but he's happened upon this realization that there's a much wider purpose for him to be there. And not just to accompany Frodo, but maybe even he's got his own piece of the story that he's going to need to to fulfill.
0: Yeah, I really like that quote. I don't rightly know what I want, but I have something to do before the end and it lies ahead, not in the Shire. I must see it through, sir, if you understand me. But with that, they decide it's time to get on and Frodo says they're going to keep off the road and cut through the land to the ferry. And Pippin is not about that. He argues that shortcuts make long delays.
1: And then we find out the real reason that he's not up for the shortcut is because he wants to take an even longer delay at the Golden Perch and their prize-winning beer.
0: (laughs) And Frodo says, that settles it. Shortcuts make delays, but ends make longer ones.
1: This is the one time when I'm kind of with Pippin, though. Like, a nice pint at the end of a long day, nothing better.
0: (laughs) So off they all head, and it's not long before they turn back and discover on a hill is a black rider. They're hiding in the bushes and are feeling very lucky. And Frodo says, we were both right. The shortcut has gone crooked already, but we got undercover only just in time. And now with the black rider behind them, they have to really push through this really wild, untamed part of the country And then it begins to rain and it's just all a bit miserable for them.
1: And then they realize it's time for lunch and they sit down and the elves had also given them this wonderful bottle filled with clear drink, pale golden in color. And I want to know what this is. Is this like elvish butterbeer? It's clearly delicious and it perks up their spirits Do we find out more about what this is later on, Mel?
0: We do. Later on in the story, we do hear more
1: about it. Can't wait.
0: But this drink causes them to start laughing and being happy and snapping their fingers at the rain and the black riders. And I don't get what that means. Are they literally there snapping their fingers like, snap, 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 come at me,
1: bro? I have no idea.
0: Yeah, me either. I've not
1: heard that expression.
0: But... With their spirits lifted, they begin to sing this fun little song, and it looks like things are looking up, but they're interrupted. A long, drawn-out wail came down the wind, like the cry of some evil and lonely creature. It rose and fell and ended on a high, piercing note.
1: And once again, Tolkien is the master of the emotional whiplash, because We have this incredibly difficult trudge through the hard countryside and then a nice break and an uplift and this wonderful food and drink and singing together and slam. Back to the drama. Yep. And
0: Frodo speculates that he actually thinks he could hear words in the cry, but he could not
1: catch them. That's super creepy. Understanding that there is a language being spoken that you don't speak is really traumatic anyway, but wow. And knowing that for sure, there is now more than one black writer. We weren't sure of that before. We thought there probably were, but now we have confirmation. There's at least two, and who knows how many more there could potentially be. And one is farther away, but that means one is close. Mm.
0: So with the sun starting to go down they keep trying to push through these lands and eventually the fear does start to leave them as they come out of the wild lands into more tame and well-ordered fields and Pippin realizes that they are in the Bamfalong, old farmer maggots lands and
1: Frodo is very upset to discover this yeah well I guess we all do things when we're younger that we regret, but it turns out Frodo was a bit of a burglar, like his Uncle Bilbo, and he was pilfering mushrooms and got caught and the farmer sicked his dogs on him. Caught several times. The ultimate get off my
0: land guy. Yeah, apparently he beat him and then took him to his dogs and said, see lads, next time this young varmint steps foot on my lands, you can eat him. Now send him off. They chased me all the way to the ferry. I have never got over
1: the fright. And then Pippin says, okay, let's let bygones be bygones. It's time to reintroduce you two. Now you're both adults and let's go talk to him. I will do the talking. And it works. The farmer is happy to see Pippin and welcomes them in. After the dogs were set on them temporarily. And
0: because he says... But you'll perhaps come along inside and we'll pass the news more comfortably. I have a drop of good ale on tap. And Frodo goes, what about the dogs? (laughs) But just quickly, it turns out that Mr. Maggot might have heard something about Frodo because when he hears Frodo's name, he gives him a queer look, which Frodo assumes is all about the mushrooms.
1: But it turns out it's not about the mushrooms at all. It's about another encounter with the Black Rider, who has come and asks about Frodo, also knows that Frodo is on his way here, knows that he's left the Shire, left Hobbiton, part of the Shire, and this is all pretty scary.
0: So he's sat them all down, we should mention, and given them a good brew, and Pippin found himself more than compensated for missing the Golden Perch. Sam is suspicious He had a natural mistrust of inhabitants of other parts of the Shire, which we see carries on. It goes both ways.
1: (laughs) I have to laugh at this because it's like the ultimate small town vibe, right? We're always curious about our neighbors and rather than just opening up and having a conversation and welcoming people into our lives that are different from us, sometimes it's hard to do that. But it really makes for good gossip,
0: <laughs> it does. And we know that's one of the favorite pastimes of hobbits.
1: And according to our friend Lincoln, gossiping should be counted as a form of exercise. <laughs> I mean, I suppose the tongue is a muscle. Like, I guess we could count, like, how many reps or. Uh, Lincoln, we're not sure how that works. So, can, can you email in and let us know more about how many calories it burns or. I'm not quite sure how you track that. Does it show up on your Apple Watch? Do Do we add it to our daily routines? <laughs> Is it like in place of a step count? You know, like a <laughs> gossipy word count? We have many questions, Lincoln. <laughs> Speaking
0: of gossip... Farmer Maggot is happy to share what happened to him. And when this rider comes over, he tells him to be off, that there's no Bagginses here, that they're in the wrong part of the Shire. And this stranger requests Mr. Maggot pass him a message and says that if he does this, he will bring back gold. And Maggot says, no, you won't. You'll go back where you belong. Double quick, I I give you one minute before I call my dogs.
1: Well, unfortunately, the dogs are pretty weirded out by the Black Rider too. I don't know how effective the dogs would have been if he tried to sick them on the Black Rider. It also reminds me that in Harry Potter, Fang is a bloody coward.
0: <laughs> and after telling this story, Mr. Maggot says, I'll tell you what I think. I think you should never have gone mixing yourself up with those Hobbiton folk, Mr. Frodo. Folk are queer up there, which
1: upsets Sam. (laughs) But he's not wrong. He guesses that all of this has something to do with Bilbo's previous adventure. And maybe there is some that want to know what has become of the gold and jewels Bilbo buried in the Hill of Hobbiton.
0: And Frodo finds these shrewd guesses really disconcerting and doesn't really tell maggot anything he's trying to keep it all on the down low but maggot hands over some advice which is to stay in buckland don't get mixed up with outlandish folk stay with your friends and if those fellows come again i'll deal with them i'll say you're dead or have left the shire or anything you like and that might be true enough for as like as not it is old mr bilbo they actually want
1: And through this conversation, Frodo realizes that he's now got another friend, which is awesome. It's awesome that relationships can develop and change. And the farmer has clearly forgiven him his youthful indiscretions stealing mushrooms. And in fact, invites them all to stay for supper. And at first, Frodo is like, no, 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 we got to keep going. And he's like, no, I meant stay for supper and then I'll get my wagon and I will drive you to the ferry.
0: Which will save them any unintended run-ins with any
1: luck. Not to mention energy. Like they get a really nice dinner and then they don't have to walk the five miles to the ferry.
0: So a feast is laid out, including bacon and mushrooms. The dogs lay up by the fire. Farmer Maggot's family all come as well as some other hobbits that presumably work on his farm. And once they're all done, they hitch up the wagon and Mrs. Maggot calls after him. You be careful yourself, Maggot. Don't go arguing with any foreigners and come straight back. Like, you know, she has issues with him just wandering off and getting into fights.
1: Yeah, he's very opinionated. And he also seems to be able to deduce facts not in evidence (laughs) and ask the probing questions that I could see where certain people would not want to be asked the depth of questions that he's asking. It would just be like, hey. So off they head.
0: And we get this awesome scene in the fog with this
1: building tension as they draw closer and closer to their destination. And we are certain that those hoof sounds are going to be from a black rider. And I love that the farmer is just as aggressive with this supposed black rider approaching as he promised Bilbo he would be. Frodo. As he promised Frodo he would be.
0: And yeah, he he throws the reins to Sam and climbs off his wagon and strides forward and says, don't you step nearer. What do you want and where are you going? And our line back is, I want Mr. Baggins. Have you seen him? Said a muffled voice. So it gives us a moment of tension. But the voice was the voice of Mary Brandybuck. And turns out Mary had been waiting for them, but started to get a bit worried. So I was heading back up the road to try and find them to see if they had gotten lost or fallen in a ditch. And he goes to Mr. Maggot, where did you find the
1: Mr. Maggot in your duck pond? Is that typically where you go looking for hobbits? When they're lost in a duck pond and in ditches? Like, is that a thing? Hobbits are small and they get stuck in places that are hard to get out of? Like,
0: (laughs) And Mr. Maggot says, no, I caught him trespassing. I nearly set my dogs on him. But they'll all tell you the story. He pretty much needs to get off. He gets back on his wagon. And as he says goodnight, he pulls out a basket that Mrs. Maggot put together for Mr. Baggins with her compliments, and off he goes. And as his lanterns vanish, Frodo laughs because in the basket is mushrooms.
1: I love that. I love that, first of all, that Mrs. Maggot thought of doing it, but also then it's really the ultimate sign that all is forgiven and we are now at a new stage of friendship and mutual support and Frodo's going to need that he's going to need people scattered throughout middle earth people not just humans but all kinds of folks scattered throughout middle earth that he's going to be able to rely on
0: indeed Kristen I don't think I need to ask but can I ask for your hero of the week well, I
1: think there's only one choice, right? It's the farmer. I mean, it could be Mrs. Maggot. <laughs> well, she does play a role here. Like she cooks that awesome dinner and she puts together the basket of mushrooms. But the farmer is not just offering hospitality and then a ride to the ferry. But I think the way that he probed through the story and let the Mary Four know that there was more known about their story than kept secret. Like, I think it's important that Frodo understands that all the information is kind of out there. People know.
0: I completely agree. Maggot is the hero of this chapter. He was just so friendly and helpful and there right at the right time to help our friends. So, for prediction or fiction, Last week, you predicted we would meet Radagast, who has been eating too many mushrooms.
1: What? What? (laughs) What? Not yet.
0: We meet up with Merry, who will go on the adventure with with Frodo, Pippin, and Sam. Well, we met Merry. We don't know if he will go on the adventure or what's going to happen. Radagast won't join the adventure because you cannot count on wizards to be part of the party.
1: Well, that's an ongoing prediction. I think we're (laughs) going to just keep bumping into Radagast and then bumping right out.
0: Kristen wonders if they will actually make it to Frodo's new house, but they have to meet Mary, so they have to get to the house. Well, they met Mary on the road.
1: Yeah, and I'll talk about what I think is going to happen in the next chapter in a bit.
0: Next chapter, they will wake up, continue on their path, and meet Mary in Buckland. Well, you're mostly
1: right. We didn't meet him in Buckland. We met him on the road to the ferry.
0: So our next chapter is called A Conspiracy
1: Unmasked. So I I have two thoughts about what this could be. My first thought is that the conspiracy is this plot to try to find Frodo and get the ring from Frodo back to Sauron. And so we're going to find out more about these black riders, who they are, what they're doing, and also potentially another race or another group of people or something, some other people working with them and Sauron. So I also think that we're actually going to find out what's under the cloak.
0: And what do you think's under the cloak?
1: I think it's the men that were consumed by the nine rings. So the, the, what are they called? The ring wraiths? Is that what they're called? Yep. I think that's what's under there. And so, you know, potentially there's nine rings. So I'm thinking there's potentially nine riders and maybe even more. And what's your other theory of the conspiracy? Well, my other theory is that we've already met. Gildor and these elves that are in exile. And so there's more back history on the elves and how they got split up. And there is a conspiracy at work within the elves to, I don't know what, maybe there's some elves that are working with Sauron. That sounds terrible, but maybe, or maybe there's some elves that are going to, Show their allegiance to Frodo and the Merry Four. I, I'm leaning towards, we're going to find out more about the Black Riders. That's kind of where I'm leading.
0: Are we going to make it to Frodo's house?
1: There's a lot to do yet to get there. And I mean, from my understanding, they have to get to the ferry, which is still not a given. They got close. But right now, it's the four of them and a pony on the road in the fog, and they're not yet to the ferry. The There is a black rider who has been somewhere around there earlier that day, not to mention that cry, that signaling cry. So other ones are probably coming closer. They are tightening the noose, shall we say. I could see them having to go hide somewhere else just to stay away from the black writers and not actually making it to the house. Because so far we've seen that the farmer and also Hamfast Gamgee were not willing to give information about Frodo, but there may be some people that the black writers talk to who are like, Oh yeah, Frodo just bought this house just they're on their way. Mary was already there with a whole cart full stuff. And, Like, just go hang out there and wait for them. And I I could see that they might get close to the house and then just realize that it's not safe.
0: Do you think all four hobbits are going to stay
1: together? For a bit, yeah. I think that once Mary is caught up on what's happened to the other three for the last few days, Mary's going to want in on the adventure. And one of the things I didn't really talk about before is that I just noticed this chapter is that Pippin's surname is Tuk. And so he's definitely going to be up for the Tookish adventure. So I think he's going to stick around. And I think Mary may initially just be roped into the fun. But we read before about how the four of them used to go on adventures, even in the Shire. And Frodo may have done some of his own, but the four of them are used to...
0: Not all four of them sam wasn't a part of it sam was just the house
1: gardener right okay but the other three were they're they're used to palling around together so i i think that's gonna i don't see that that's gonna stop i i think at least the four of them are gonna try to get to rivendell that's what i think
0: so homework for next week a conspiracy unmasked thanks for joining us if you want to find us on social media We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Podmoot. Our email address is podmoot at gmail.com and our website is podmoot.com. If you'd like to contact me personally, I'm at Mel Bickett on Twitter and Instagram. Kristen, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Kristen Conducts. Norvera Mellon, until we meet again.
1: Bye, y'all.